Blessed be John Highly Selassie the first King over all the earth Highly Selassie the first King over all the earth Highly Selassie the first King over all the earth Highly Selassie the first King over all the earth to 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 without controversy Great is the mystery that was manifest in the flesh with his words and his son unto us The promised Messiah, Primus the same Jesus The precious blood of Christ is of a lamb without blemish, without spot Show that idol worship the first day of the week could never be The Sabbath of the Almighty Highly Selassie the first king over all the earth Who is Israel according to the Bible? There are a lot of different groups that claim to be the chosen people of God. People say that they are chosen based off of their birth, that they are born superior. That kind of ideology is the seeds of, of racism, to say that you are born superior to, to others. There are groups that say that they are Israelites based off of the political suffering that they have went through and there's a lot of different groups who have suffered slavery and oppression and have lost um, land and have been brutalized uh, for many different reasons whether it's for their resources or for for their um, race or there's many reasons there's many different reasons why um governments go to war and and take over lands and brutalize and people and and kill off kill off the people and to claim that you are you are blessed by god because of the suffering that you have went through actually is a um, is a backwards mentality. I mean, suffering, suffering. When you go through, when you go through suffering, if your mentality is correct, you're gonna look at the suffering as a way to become stronger, not as a way to lose your faith, as in the story of Job. You don't lose your faith, but nevertheless, as the story of Job descri describes, the suffering of God, the suffering, the suffering of God is is not a beneficial thing to say that you're blessed through it. It is with all suffering some form of test or punishment. And how you how you view that test of punishment and how you handle that test or or punishment to not lose faith and to become stronger and better is going to signify, you know, whether you you are worthy of that blessing or not. But as with the story of Job, he was blessed before the suffering because he was already righteous. He was already a perfect man he was already 
walking according to the faith and the commandments and living upright in the sight of God. And it was it was his actions before the suffering that made him blessed. It wasn't the it wasn't the the pain and the suffering itself that signified that he is chosen. Job was chosen before the pain and suffering, and he just he just proved it even more when he went through the pain and the suffering and did not lose faith. So the pain and the suffering, although we all go it we all go through pain and suffering in life, the pain and suffering is not an indication that God has chosen you. I mean God does not want his children to suffer. So the the the, the suffering is not a sign that you're chosen by God. Even though we all suffer, it is not God's will and God is not sadistic to want us to suffer. It unfortunately is a part of life because as with the story of Job, there is evil in this world. And you must know you must know that the evil is going to come for the good. And you must be prepared to fight and to remain strong and to not lose faith and to not fall into temptation. But as with the story of Job, again, he was chosen. He was already blessed before the, that tribulation came. So in order to study, in order to, to understand the descriptions of Israel and who are the Jews, it is, it is important that we look through and study the Bible and, and, and be able to and be able to make sense of these parables and be able to accept the message, the message of the scriptures. In Romans 9, in Romans 9, we can begin with Romans 9 to, to read the descriptions of Israel. In Romans 9 verse 1, it says, I say the truth in Christ. So first off, it's talking about Israel and it's saying that they are the ones, again, who are going to say the truth in Christ, which means that they must accept Christ. Romans 9 verse 1, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh who are Israelites, to whom pertains the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. Whose are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all, God bless forever. Amen. So it is describing Israel as those who have the promises, the adaption, the covenant, the giving of the Lord, the service of God. And again, it's describing Israel as those who have accepted Christ, the one who is God blessed over all, the Messiah. 
So in Romans 9, it is telling you that this, that the people of Israel are, are those who have the promises. This is now faith. This is not race. This is not birth. This is not political suffering. This is faith. Those who have accepted Christ, those who have the service of God, these are the people. These are the chosen people. It is by faith. If God is going to be just, and if God is going to be love, then to elect people as the chosen people of God by birth and not by deeds is is big is 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 bigotry and and racism you know and then to and then to ignore their actions after birth the 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 the, the deeds that they do as human beings how they treat others what they stand for the ramifications of their actions to ignore that is going to uh be unjust you know these things have to be considered to be the chosen people of god means that you have to uphold yourself in a certain righteous manner anything else anything else is just is is unacceptable and it's also contrary to the descriptions according to the according to the bible so in Roman in Romans 9 to continue from verse 6 it says not as though the word of God has taken none effect for they are not all Israel which are of Israel neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children but in Isaac shall thy seed be called that is they which are the children of the flesh these are not the children of God but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Alright, so again, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. They are not all Israel which are of Israel. It's not according to the flesh that you are of, of, of Israel. It's according to the spirit. It's according to the faith. It's according to your faith and your actions and your character do you do you believe in God do you accept Christ do you accept the message of, of the scriptures have you inherited those promises the that that is the description of, of Israel so that was Romans 9 we can go further we can go to Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 5 In Deuteronomy 5 it describes the law And it talks about how Israel has accepted that law Right So in Deuteronomy 5 It says Moses Moses called all Israel and said unto them Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day. And you may learn them and keep them and do them. 
The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord made not this covenant with your fathers, but with us, even us who are all of us here alive this day. So again, it's not a bloodline, right? Because it wasn't, it wasn't given to our fathers, but to us who believe in the Lord. The Lord talked with you face to face in a mount out of the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to show you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid by reason of the fire and went not up into the mount. So again, Christ is that mediator between God and man that you was afraid of the Lord to go up and see him face to face. So now when people say that you can't see God face to face, you have to understand that the descriptions of Israel says that we have seen him face to face. So this now again is the descriptions. Right? This is this is what it means when it's talking about the promises and those who have the service of God. It says we have seen the Lord face to face. And again we have accepted Christ because he's that mediator between God and man. So Again, Deuteronomy chapter 5. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, and from the house of bondage you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make a graven image, nor any likeness of anything that is in heaven, or that is in the earth beneath, or the waters beneath the earth. You shall not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the of the fathers unto the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments those who accept him those are the ones who inherit the promise those are the ones who he loves those who accept him it says you shall not have no other god but him and it says that israel once again shall see him face to face now we can look at this even further Let's go into 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 8, First Kings chapter 8, verse 25, 25 through 30. It says, Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, that thou promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that thy children take heed to their way. That they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. And now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be verified, which thou speakest unto thy servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? So, so you can read, you can read these things, you know. You can read it, you know, that 
this is the promise. This is the promise of Israel. That they have accepted God and they can see God. And God will dwell on the earth. This is the promise. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the promise. This is what Christ promised. The question is who haven't who who inherited those promises? Who inherited it? Who accepted it? So when it describes God as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, when it describes the the Solomonic dynasty as being perpetual, you know, there's a there's a uh there's a parable when it comes to the Ark of the Covenant concerning um, ancient Israel and, and Ethiopians, which says that the Ark of the Covenant departed from Israel and they took it into Ethiopia. And from there they established the Solomonic Dynasty in Ethiopia. Now, Ethiopia has many different kings they have a lineage of kings that have laid claim to being descendants of Solomon and that dynasty continued all the way up to the 20th century and the last of those Solomonic kings the last of them his name is Haile Selassie the first the power of the Trinity. Now, I can go further and speak about that dynasty, but that dynasty and that lineage is going to be a totally different study. But it's tied into the question of who who are the Israelites? Because you see, again, the scripture says that God will dwell on this earth. And it says that we shall see him face to face. But the promise of this dynasty, again, is that it is everlasting. So now, if, if again, I said that Haile Selassie is the last of the Solomon kings. So how could, how could the lineage then be? Perpetual. How can it be everlasting, right? Because in Palestine, in Israel, there's not a monarchy. There's not a a uh, a kingdom over there. There is no other place on this on on earth that lays claim to being descendants of Solomon and to having a a monarchy from ancient times un until until modern times. It's only there's only two places that it could be. The place that they are claiming to be Israel, which they established in 1948, or Ethiopia. But in both of these places, the monarchy is has been abolished. So the parable, the question is, is the Bible false? Or have the promises come to pass. So if God has dwelled on this earth. As the scriptures has said that he will. Then where is he and who is he? Israel is, is, is those people. Who have accepted God. And 
for those who know about Haile Selassie, there definitely are a set of people on this planet who accept him as God and who hail him as the Almighty. And it is those people, according to the scriptures, who have inherited the promises of Israel. Because it says that we shall see him face to face, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There is anyone can call himself King of Kings and Lord of Lords, but there's only one person with those titles. There's only one person who has the lineage, who lay, who has the ancient claim to that, and that is Haile Selassie. He's the only one who fits the descriptions and who fulfilled the prophecy of God. So we can look at it further. Psalms, Psalm 76. In Psalm 76, it says, Verse 1 In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel. In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel. Israel Israel is the people who know God. Israel is not the Israel is not based off of your your birth, your political suffering, your skin color. Israel is based off of your faith. And 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 the promise of of those who are of Israel is that they have accepted it. They know him. They see him. That's what made them Israel. That's what made them the chosen. In, in Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. And Brahilei Selassie the first. The, the last scripture that I'm going to cover in this video. But I'm going to speak about this even further. Because there's a lot involved when it comes to the question of who is Israel. But the last scripture that I'm going to go over is, is Genesis 32. Genesis 32 and this is uh Jacob when he when he becomes Israel very very good story right so in Genesis 32 um verse 1 and 2 it says Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him and when Jacob saw them he said this is God's host and he called and he called the name of that place Mahanim so Jacob has met the angels. So he's having a spiritual encounter with God. He's having a spiritual encounter with God. So now in verse 24 we in the same Genesis 32. 
in verse 24 it says and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day that's important that's important for you to understand these descriptions so when we're talking about God we have to understand we have to understand God's descriptions again if you if we're going to recognize who has inherited the promises then you need to accept the message of the scriptures so once again Jacob is having a spiritual encounter with the Lord and it says that he wrestled with a man and it didn't say a spirit it said he wrestled with a man so again, Israel has seen God face to face. And God will dwell on this earth. Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks and he said I will not let thee go except you bless me and he said unto him what is thy name and he said Jacob and he said your name shall be called no more Jacob but Israel for as a prince has no power with God and with men and has prevailed and Jacob asked him and said tell me I pray thee your name and he said wherefore is it that thou does ask after my name and he blessed him there and Jacob called the name of that place Peniel for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved Those are the descriptions of Israel, those who have seen God face to face. You can read it. That's what it says. That is the description of Israel. Those who have seen God face to face. It said he wrestled with him. He wrestled with the idea. Is this God? As we have said, Haile Selassie is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Haile Selassie is the last of the Solomon Kings. Is he God? He wrestled with that idea. And when he prevailed not. Because you cannot disprove it. When he accepted it. Then he was blessed. And then his name was changed from Jacob into Israel. Those who accept Haile Selassie I as the Almighty. They are the ones who can see God face to face. There's a difference between just saying any man who walks down the street is God or any cult leader is God or any or someone who doesn't fit the descriptions. But when someone comes along with the titles, with the character, 
you know, with the history, with the name, the power of the Trinity, you know, is there's a different effect. There's a much, there's a big difference between just calling anyone God and calling someone who fits the descriptions. You know, people say that a lot of stuff, but the question is, can it be proven? So when we say Haile Selassie is God, this is something that is backed up and proven through the scriptures. But again, um, it's a parable that not everyone's gonna gonna understand. But those who do understand it have inherited all of, all of the promises of Israel. So Israel, according to the to the Bible, is a spiritual inheritance for those who can see God face to face. And he will dwell on this earth. Blessed be Jah, Rastafari, and Brahiliai, Selassiad I.